No. Good New Year, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep, a podcast about movies and friendship. This is season five. This is the end of season five. This is the wrap of season five. The last ever episode of Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse. And we are just three winners and one loser who played a very long movie watching game. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. With 20 points, I'm recording from North Koreatown, Los Angeles. And I'm joined by three of my favorite people to see via video chat. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter. He's in Southeast Portland, also with 20 points. It's Anthony Lopez. Hey, Alex. Great to be here to wrap up another very normal year, you guys. I think <laughs> I think we can all agree. We've been on a big, long streak the last, like, four or five years. A very normal, very cool years that nothing bad You guys bad are happens. probably lucky not to follow... Um, too many comedians on Instagram, but the mm. thing that you do at the end of a year is just post about how good of a life you're living and how successful and cool you are. Oh, and and it's, it's never really, true. It's I never believe it for a second. I yeah, never yeah, yeah. ever believe it. For Instagram, though, no matter what it is, you know, which is whether you know, it's, it's like this is how many kids I had and how many houses well, that's true. and vacations yeah. we went. Everyone, it's the same thing. It's just, you know, there's a you have to go figure out like what the, mm. I don't know, add like 10x of the bad stuff for every good thing that happened to them i guess it's just that's uh, yeah, the i think to see. This, I guess it's, next, yeah. this next year i'm gonna call i'm calling it right now this is tony 23 it's gonna be tony 23 oh, we it. had the year of luigi and now we're having tony 23 Welcome wait to wait, wait that's 2023 20, i like that oh, also. that's good you can go either way <laughs> I yeah. tried to workshop with stuff with you before I say it. <laughs> he's good, good start. <laughs> much better. Also joining us, he's the co-host of the Old Gamers Almanac podcast. He's from the woods of Brooklyn with 20 points. It's Hunter Donaldson. Hello, it's me. I got 20 points. Big day. Big and time. Uh, bringing up the the rear in a distant last place in Northern California with only a pathetic 18 points. It's Ezra Fox. I like the score so much because if you remember, I think there's one thing that I got that I just gave away all my points for. So I really just determined mm. who won. <laughs> you really just we, lost. we should have to come back to the whether or not you yeah. keep your points rule. That definitely <laughs> changed from this is a game to this is a shenanigan waiting to happen. But uh, yeah, it's a good so... it's a good outcome. It's uh, I should have said uh, I have t- Tony points. Hunter has Tony points. Anthony has yeah. Tony points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. Okay, yeah. so all numbers are Tony in this year. I think this is this yeah. is what we learned. Those are all twenties. It's not yeah. you. It's oh. He, oh, does anyone call you Nat Tony? Oh, that's pretty good. That's funny. Not yet. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, we make I know that you happen, don't like though, yeah. Tony normally, but it is a useful nickname for this case. Yeah. Okay, so we got to do a cu- couple of quick things. We're going to do a quick catch up from the year. We're going to talk about how the game happened. We're going to uh, make a couple of modifications to our master quality list to see if we can make it more morally justifiable and then we are going to do a, uh, a we're going to give you a, a little a little preview about what uh the, what's going to happen for us in tony 23 and so uh all of that coming up but first i want to do a quick holiday catch-up you guys so here's what i want you to do in the spirit of the show i would like to know the best thing and the worst thing you watched over the holidays um I, I will go first since I didn't tell you guys it was coming. I'll give you a second to think about it. The uh, the best thing that I watched for the holidays was the new Matilda. Oh, uh, I 
love it so much, you guys. I love the new... I watched it at least... Well, I watched the whole thing once and then parts of it 70 more times because my niece mm. and nephew watched it many, many times while I was around. But uh, just love it. Have you watched it yet? I'm very excited. No, because we just... We just... Because uh, Caleb's getting into... Um, uh, like Raul Dahl books, so he's like he read mm. like so he read Matilda, and then we watched you know the old Matilda, yeah. And then we just found out like, oh hey, this is this is the thing that's coming back. It was like it was it was, yeah, so a, it was a very Mat- short wait for us. So this is what a journey this has been on. So it was a, it was a book that got turned into a movie that got turned into a musical, and then this is the movie of the musical. Yeah. So this is like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, and, and is it this rules. on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you haven't seen it either, Anthony? No, no. Uh, Netflix recently again uh, canceled another show that I was looking for. That I really enjoyed the first season of. Uh, mm-hmm. They canceled it uh, right after the big cliffhanger ending. So I'm like, I like, I threw Netflix out the window this week. They're in timeout so, right now for sure. They're, 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 yeah, they're very much. Um, I just, I can't. Uh, I've just I've used this metaphor before, but like, it's just a library full with first chapters and apparently yeah. matilda now that's it and that's great if you love <laughs> matilda this matilda gonna have second seasons because dude it, it probably won't okay it well then to. good good for it's matilda well, so i hope matilda's real netflix fucking happy had... being self-contained and all wrapped up because most things on netflix don't get now there. netflix actually like bought a couple of good movies recently so uh yeah. new movies so i feel weird about it but um the uh the musical on we saw on Broadway a few years ago because my wife and I were there and it was the only thing playing in the afternoon that was not expensive. Right. It was like, and it was full of kids and we were not sure what to expect. We knew nothing about it going in. And it's one of our best theater experiences. It's one of the most delightful things we've ever experienced. And then the movie absolutely rules. I was worried they might blow it, but it's great. And I will just say the, the Matilda, the, the uh, little girl who plays Matilda, there's only been like four good child actors in the history of Hollywood. And mm. she's the fifth. Mm. I mean, it's unbelievable. What's She's... your list? I'd love to hear this list of children yeah. that you keep. <laughs> mm. yeah. no. I don't. I don't have it's a list. The two Corys. If there's anything obviously. I know about two Alex, Corys, he, the, he ranks the, the Home Alone guy, you know? uh, Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. His two brothers no, only became good Joe as Pesci adults, right? Joe Pesci's a child actor. I want to see that. I want to see that. I mean, that might be the only okay. Didn't Joe Pesci literally start as a child actor? Isn't that a thing? Be and true. Then, yeah, like he was a child <laughs> well, Joey actor. Pesci, but sure. No, I think he was a child actor who like left for a while and then came back. Like Martin Scorsese got him to come back for Raging Bull. I think that's like like huh. Joe Pesci's story arc is that he didn't act hmm. for a very long time. And I didn't actually, I, I, I said best and worst. I'm going to say it could be best or worst because I don't oh, actually you. have a worst. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't see anything terrible. Um, Ezra, did you think of one or the I other? I did think of one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sarah and I have been watching uh, Severance. Uh, <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. going to be what I said. Oh, nice. Oh, well, we can, you can still think. It's yeah, so I'm, good. I'm like halfway yeah. through it. It's a, it's a, I need like a, a palate cleanser afterwards. So we've been like rewatching, I think, uh, Scrubs afterwards as like a, sure. as, as a clean, uh, which has also been a lot of fun because of doing the, um, uh, Big Doctor's Real Friends um, yeah. podcast along with it. But uh, yeah, so that's, but Severance is just a, a real fun, creepy vibe. Uh, yeah. and, and just, just a lot of, just a lot of, like they could really put anything in this, uh, in this uh, office and you would believe it, it's, they give themselves a very wide charter for the, for the mm-hmm. weirdness of this place. Uh, it's so, really, yeah. the world building in Severance is really immaculate, I think. Like it definitely takes a lot of stuff from, 
you know, shows from like lost era type mystery box shows, but it does it in a way that is, I think, um, like I, I talked about Severance when it was airing on the show and just like, I love the way it's, I got obviously like the metaphor for what they're going for is very, very front and center in terms of like the way corporations exploit people and what it's like to work in a place like this. Um, but yeah, I just gonna, love the way they use that to drive the mystery. It's it's I'm really great. It. I'm gonna watch it. Oh, actually, you know what? Really quick, the the worst thing I watched. We decided because everyone likes Yellowstone that we would watch mm. Yellowstone. Try to watch oh, Yellowstone. And we watched the pilot of Yellowstone, and it's so bad, you guys. What has happened? Does it get great by season five? Have any of you guys watched Yellowstone? No. I don't think I'm supposed to watch Yellowstone, so no. I don't. Well, watch. So it I used mean, to I've be only watched for... 1889. The have you Netflix, actually? No, you haven't. I haven't. No. What if I, what so if I was really Netflix, into the Yellowstone universe, but I never watched Yellowstone? It's like well, I love look, everything so I, else look, in the universe. I love all the spinoffs. I love all that <laughs> shit. But I've just well, never so seen I, the OG. Look, I, I like I like uh, Sheridan sometimes. I like some of his stuff. I really, you know, Sicario is brilliant. I liked the movie after that, uh, which I've, his name I've forgotten now. And th- for a while, it was like Succession was for blue states and Yellowstone is for red states. And then it seems like it's crossed over and all the blue people are talking about Yellowstone now. And uh, But it is – and this is not Taylor Sheridan's problem. This is a Paramount Networks show. And mm-hmm. if you want a show that feels the whole time you're watching it like it was made for Paramount Network, it's the first season of Yellowstone. It's the just junkiest, cheapest yeah. feeling. It's just so bad. And – the whole thing is about Montana, and they're like, what if every time we film Montana, it was clearly not Montana? It's weird. It just doesn't make any sense. Anyway. Um, you should try skipping to, like, the first episode of the most recent season. When this they is what I want to know. Is like, literally is season five all actually. the money it, it looks in like, the world. I'm, I'm looking at, like, the IMDb, like, I guess, like, ratings by episode. It looks like there are some higher, like, rated episodes on season two, I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, it's like, they, then people, people, like, it's. These are eights for the most part. People like yeah, these. people they're, they're love the show. It's, so that's why I felt like I needed to, but maybe not from the beginning. All right, sorry, that, I interrupted you, Ezra, because I just remembered that. No, no, that, I mean that. that okay, that's so the, severance. Uh, yes, Hunter, severance, what do you want to enter, add to severance? Um, I just think the premise of the show is uh, wild and very. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those shows where you start watching it and instantly you're like, oh, I know what this is about. And I like I like a TV show that doesn't waste my time and severance is a show that like immediately gets to its point. Um, I haven't finished uh, the first season, mm. but I already am see cause I heard there's going to be a second season yes. and I'm already feeling a problem of like, this might be too concise to be Oh, interesting. They didn't like, leave my enough- favorite thing about the show might be a problem later mm. because it feels like a show that is very like vitally about this one particular thing. And I'm, well, it sounds I'm like it should have been a Netflix be show because they would have just canceled it after the first season. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, they do, I do think it does have um, a phenomenal like tension built finale that really ends the season in a very strong place. I really, really like what they do with the fir- end of the first season. It certainly isn't like they, they don't like destroy the universe or anything like that. It's not like a real like Westworld situation. It's like it's a really good first season, but the ending of the first season kind of makes it like, well, what are you going to do for another four seasons? And that's how you right. end up at the really bad Westworld. Yeah. Um, but it, it <sighs> definitely has doesn't have like a lot of answers, but it has like one really big hook for what the next season is going to be, I think. Nice. Uh, it's very, very well done. Anthony, what's your uh, best thing you watched or worst thing you watched over the holidays? 
Um, I finally saw the Banshees of the I. Uh, what do you pronounce that movie? The I. Yeah. Evanition. Um, it's the that new one. Martin. Um. The new Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson movie. It's by the same writer director who did like In Bruges and Three Billboards. Um, it oh. is very very good. I liked it is quite a bit. Is this actually a horror movie or no? It's a comedy. It's not... It is a it oh. is a charming Irish comedy about oh. Colin Farrell plays this very very sweet, very very dull, very dumb man, and mm-hmm. his best friend is Brendan Gleeson. And one day, Brendan Gleeson says, "I don't want to be your friend anymore. I'm going to die one day. You're dumb. I don't want to be your friend anymore. Leave me alone." Mm-hmm. And it tears the small Irish community apart. It is. That's it. That's the entire premise. It's just one guy Hunter, says, you look "I don't so want to be friends." About that. Oh no, sorry. Do you think I people just, should stay I, friends forever, or do you just no, get there was some, Absolutely. There was some breaking news that was oh. on a tab on my computer uh, yeah. that I actually would be interested to hear what Anthony thinks about this. Is uh, it donut Anth- based? Is no, it, it's is not. Is it uh, an eighth uh, vote for Anthony? They just announced a Gran Turismo movie. Oh, um, oh. They're making a movie of the Sony uh, developed. Uh, racing game series, uh, and that does. I thought it was a joke. I thought I was seeing a joke. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I, let, me, let, me, let me just say, if it's if the cars can talk, <laughs> I'm into it. If this is Gran Turismo cars, <laughs> where it's like the hyper realistic race cars, but they still talk and learn lessons about you know family and humility I, and stuff. I think the biggest problem with this is I've. Ne- I don't think movies, even with all modern technology are capable of like realistic enough effects and sound design to actually capture the Gran Turismo experience. Alex, yeah, I agree. let me explain what Gran Turismo is to you real fast. Okay. I've Gran it Turismo. Is, no, no, but let me just explain to you what okay. Gran Turismo has okay. become. I don't think you yeah. really know. No, please. Gran Turismo is a racing game series. They come out with one of these like every nine years because it takes so long to make these because every advertisement for Gran Turismo is this. It's just showing a bunch of Japanese sound designers flying to Europe to record the inside of this very specific car on a very specific track condition on a very specific weather day. And this is what they do for every car of the thousands that are in their game. Their whole fucking thing is like, we capture every noise the engine makes we mic up every engine a hundred times we take a billion <laughs> photos of every car from every detail from every angle so that we can most accurately recreate it and then charge you dollars for microtransactions okay, so i'm it is, i'm i'm into that i like this idea now imagine they can talk wait wait on top of that they're all voiced by Clint Eastwood as he's, All of them? Lessons, yes, yeah. as he's learning of lessons how not to be racist. Each car is mm. like a fragmented oh, part of Clint Eastwood's yeah. personality. Like I, one of them has a cowboy hat. You know, I, like the other I do like this. Gun. I also like the idea of a race car learning to not be racist because like he's always loved races. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, no, so I, he, has, he has opinions on guys, which are the better races. Guys, I, I, I don't know. I can't be the first person to have thought of this. Yeah. But you know what would actually be a good Gran Turismo movie, Hunter? You just last Starfighter that shit. You have a race company oh. who, like, needs a new driver. And there's right. somebody who is so fucking good at Gran Turismo. And has, like, yeah. a full, like, driving wheel and, like, a VR headset. 
and is like, he's just so good at the game. Okay. That, like, we got to get you behind the wheel of a real race car. I guarantee that is not what we're getting. Um, but it I, should be. Because the cars talk. Wildly bizarre to me. Um, Wildly bizarre. That does remind me of a weird thing about video games that I think I, I that so many people who do real things play the game of the thing now. Like I know F1 mm-hmm. drivers like race games on uh, like yep. with with that big setup. And I know like international superstar soccer players spend most of their free time playing FIFA. That's and that's ridiculous, yeah. right? Like, it's so weird. It's like, it's Lama's, it's, why is it that ridiculous? It, it, it's, uh, it's like you're practicing in your head. Yeah. Like if you're think, especially yeah, racers. I mean, I would I would think that, you know, compared to playing Champions League on the world stage, it would pale in comparison um, and compared to like the feel of running around and kicking. Oh but I guess they're good enough. I mean, also like soldier like people like the, the army soldiers play uh, Call of Duty all the yeah. time. Like chess it's so players weird. play co- chess computers. Like well, that's, it's, it's, that's it's, one. Saying, you know, that's different. It is a little no, bit different. Didn't you? Did I forgot? Was I don't know if it was on this podcast or it may have been a podcast I was listening to. But there was a racer like uh, F one racer. I think last year, or maybe it wasn't F one. It was some that they maybe they were NASCAR. I don't know. Yeah. But they were literally like I I I came up with a new like strategy for racing from this like GameCube uh, game that he played that was like a racing game that he just played a lot. And then he was like, oh, I should drive like this. And then he made like a like a concrete change to his approach. Hmm. I don't know. Off, not don't even know a new game. One, but there was game. a thing in I think it was NASCAR this year where like on the last lap, the guy just turned into the wall and floored it That's and it. destroyed the car. That's but- it managed to like move up 10 places because it was so fast and it is yeah. a classic video game maneuver yeah, yeah. that was an asked they, asked him, they asked him where he got that idea and he was like uh he just said this random gamecube game basically everybody <laughs> know like that's a classic race car video game move where you're like look i don't have to pay for this so i can just drive <laughs> against the wall <laughs> and speed that um, it is a wild video wait, and wait, i'm wait. assuming we'll like change the rules of this race now to yeah. not be allowed because it's Guys, so gnarly a great, great idea can we do like a fantasy league podcasters where it's like you have to like it's a fake podcast that you have to like you know pitch the idea for and then like you know build it up and then like um it's just it's what we'll do in our, our free time right so we'll just uh, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll draft your fantasy podcasters um we'll play it and, and then uh well, and then you have to, i like, just you can't know, wait to move up the rankings of podcast like, yeah, oh, like ads right <laughs> the um, fake itunes ranking every year <laughs> <laughs> like, guys we're getting so many fake listeners this is a great idea okay but that was like, the holiday catch-up we have so much to do. Let's jump into this next thing I want to do. So I want to do a wrap from season now about the game that we just played. Speaking of playing games, we played at Hunter one. And I didn't win. Did he? I feel like he tied. No, there's one point where he hasn't. Uh, ever I, I haven't that, assigned the point yet. Oh, oh, right. No, no, you get no points. You need See, to be present to win. Hunter has you. He was not on the episode. I no. I think right, I think but, one. But that's, that's why not really I think my one. fault. Yeah, yeah, and is one, it not I your think, fault? The rest of look, us were here. I know there was a snowstorm. Yeah, look, <laughs> guess I, what? When I say snowstorm, a very large percentage of the yeah. listeners know exactly what I'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. I, I feel like everybody's plans got canceled. I, but. I would honestly love to just take a moment. I would love to hear Hunter's thoughts on Eyes Wide Shut, and then we can give him a point and let him assign it wherever he wants oh. to truly wrap up the game. I will. Let's, we're going to put. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock, Hunter. I want to hear all of your thoughts on Eyes Wide Shut. You have 30 seconds Mouth starting wide open. now. God. Uh, 
I think it's a really weird movie to make as your last movie. Like, mm. that you're knowing, like, that's what I think about a lot with that one is like, not to say that it's, uh, I think it's great. I think it's an awesome movie. Uh, and also, yeah, it it's is. just fun to watch Tom Cruise in that kind of context. But I just think about how Stanley Kubrick is like dying. Like, that's, that's, this seconds. is a really weird movie for like, here's what I'm going out on is, is these are my final thoughts, you know? Like that's 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 why I angle on it. That's all, all right, I got. You did it. That's thirty seconds. Yeah. I think I want to say this here. Actually, I'll reveal. I'll use this time to reveal this. The snowstorm was so bad that I told you all, like, you know, maybe maybe tomorrow I'll be able to do it. And I knew like there, oh, there yeah. was basically no chance it was happening. So I didn't even rewatch it. I, I've I've seen oh, it like no years way. ago. But mm. I was I, like, I'm not. It's not going to happen. Okay, guys. I know this seems like, especially towards the end, we got a little chippy. And I feel like maybe, you know, not everyone's on my side for arguments, but I will just say, like, emotionless, just from an outsider's perspective, I would also say this. But I do feel like if he wasn't on the episode and didn't watch the movie, yeah. it's hard to give him the point. Yeah, I mean, that I'm going to be honest with you, like, not admitting you didn't watch the movie at the end kind of yeah, actually yeah. pit me a little bit towards Alex's uh, side. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I, I do it. I, I, I give him one miracle point. in itself. I think. Yeah. One I, point I, for honesty is what I give him. Yeah. That's a good point. I think that me being able to assign the point is the most interesting outcome for the show. Mm -hmm. But yes, if we want to kind of have it be about gamesmanship and rules, then we could just have a three-way tie and one loser. I I'm I, I mean if it, <laughs> the Alex, you argue recorded. why you should get the point that would be funny. No, I do not oh, want the point. I, the only outcome is you have to give Ezra the point, so it's three way tie at twenty, and then he has nineteen. I think him falling well, short. That's exactly what my plan was. All so. right, let, well let's I do really it. Let's have it make it official. Should, a pointing ceremony. We should have figured this out. I mean, we could do it randomly right now, but um, we should have gone like full Mario Party at the end of this and just started giving out points. Oh yeah, just like let's really yeah. I have not played Mario Party in so long, and I played it once with my niece, nephew, and mom, and they the new one on Switch over the holidays. And there's this part, I don't know if this was in the old version, I don't remember it, but there's this part where he's like, it's halfway through, so we're going to predict who's going to win. And they just picked me. I was in second place. It picked me. And then the next three turns, it gave me huge points for no reason. It was like, oh, there was a secret points on that empty square. Wow. It, like, it feels like they were betting on themselves. Like they they were actually yeah, gambling, they but they also it. controlled the game. It, it felt the most baseball. rigged. It was it was so messed up. Yeah, they're like, I need this, guys. So uh, this is our horse. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So uh, but here's what here's what I want to do. I want to apply our patented four-point <laughs> review process that we have been using on movies to the game we invented. So we're gonna go through our own game. And I want to know quickly what was good, what was bad, how much it factor did it have, and what would we change? Um, I'm the most excited about the changes because I've had some thoughts and I feel like I could actually make it into a real game now that it's too late. But um, <laughs> let's talk. Let's start with the positives. So what was good about Kevin Ooh. Bacon's Exquisite Corpse? I like that it broke uh, like all my recommendation algorithms for everything that I watched. <laughs> mm, <that's laughs> I do like that too. I like it's uh, it's like uh, you're untrackable now. Yeah, and and well, and also like my sister like asked for recommendations of stuff, you know, it was like because I, I usually know stuff was like, well, have you seen the third man recently? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you seen Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah, it broke it broke a lot of my recommendation system as well to out yeah. other people. <laughs> I mean, that's my main thing is I did get to watch some cool ass movies that I have yeah. not seen before, um, including the Third Man and Edge of Tomorrow. Um, I 
Yeah, there were some really interesting, and I don't know how many of these we would have gotten to if we were just picking random movies or picking movies by some other system. I mean, you were always going to watch The Girl with Character in 2022, right? <laughs> well, right, like, so there were some real wild swings, for sure. Right. Um, but also, like, you know, Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3 was super yeah. interesting. That movie owns. Um, yeah, uh, I hadn't seen Bowfinger before. So, yeah, it was a pretty interesting, interesting journey that way. What else was good about it? Um, I like that I can look at this list of random movies, and because of this podcast, they're all associated with each yeah, other. Yeah, they've got even a story they together. Have no inter- in like yeah, cohesion I, to them at all. I wish we attracted more about the actors we moved through, mm-hmm. because I really feel like this is a year in which we really celebrated the little guy, <laughs> uh, the guy who's in the background of two shots in yeah. one movie. That guy was a fucking hero this and year. He, that guy he got gets us- to be on that same on the same conversation with Thomas Cruz. Yeah, as the two the thing that helped us move this year. That is true. Yeah, I uh, I gotta say I got a lot of respect for the little people who are in you know like those little bit parts in movies. Yep. You have a- enabled us to make some wild moves. Yeah. So thank you. This yeah. is this is for them. You know. I appreciate that. What what else was good? Props for the. I think just the uh, generally the nineties. We got a lot of good nineties movies from this, which yeah. is a lot of yeah. fun. I wonder if so. How much of that is because of the game, and how much of it is because it's just like our wheelhouse? As we have a lot of fond and not fond memories, we have a lot of throwback nineties vibes on the show. Well, I mean, um, but definitely the nineties some... were the hero decade. Minus um, maybe like some of Hunter's older choices, the 90s were usually probably the medium between all of our choices at any given time, whether it would be like the 70s or the 2010s. You know, there was always about the same distance from wherever we were. Any of us were trying to go with the 90s, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I think is really cool is we kind of made a game, which I've never done before, I don't think. Mm. And it didn't quite work. And it does <laughs> feel like it needs it. But it does feel like, well, I mean, the, the premise of watching an actual movie makes it too slow. But if you want a year long game with friends, if you have a, a movie watching club, I could imagine that if we play tested this for another eight or nine years, we could mm. probably settle on something that's playable and fun, and I like yeah. that about it. Yeah, just, I, I, I've yeah. never been part of a game. I don't know how to make a game. It was really fun. Um, Hunter, you were quick to shake your head that it does not work. So, Hunter, as the game no. expert, as we transition into what was bad about uh, about this point number two on our review process, what, what did not work for you? I think there was so little. There's so little room for play in the game mm. that it sort of made things like. Like the little amount of player agency that we each had, anytime that was disrupted, it didn't feel good. But right. also, paradoxically, that was the only exciting stuff. Right. But we sort of like engineered it, not on purpose, but accidentally so that the players don't really get to do really much at all, have very little control. But yeah. then also, and that's and so it's kind of boring when someone makes a normal move, but a normal move actually feels good. When you're selecting, oh, I want to watch this movie, from the player's perspective, you're like, oh, yes, let's let's do this. But what's exciting for the game is when somebody says, uh-uh. Yeah. But that kind of sucks. Like, yeah. that's <laughs> not fun, actually. That so is like, a good game. That is so what the, I would say is a major problem. The thing that is fun has to not suck. 
Yeah. I think that's a good premise for I how mean, to make a game. Here's the thing, though. We all handled all those disagreements really gracefully, and I feel like that's <laughs> made for good radio. <laughs> just friends getting along. You know, that's, right. that's, all, that's what people came to show for. I think, I mean, I mean, I, I, I think this ahead, game Andy. is very much as like... It's more of like a bowling experience. Like it's like everyone it's like going bowling with a bunch of friends where it's like one of those things where it's like you all like each other, you're all glad to hang out, but you're all here for different reasons. Uh-huh. Like some of you might really actually like the ridiculous, stupid game of bowling. Yeah, I'm and, here for domination um, for sure. Yeah, yeah, like be really into the rules. Some of us are just here to hang out, drink beer, eat bad food, don't really right. care about the game. Some right. of us just like the lights and the music and, you know. Well, yeah, that's so that actually sounds like a compliment that it's a flexible yeah. game you can each yeah. bring something different to. Yeah. Uh, counterpoint, it's also kind of like a book group with the potential chance that you'll have some real, real hard conversations with the host every single time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as some, as probably the only person in this group who's been kicked out of a book club before, I feel like that does seem a lot like a book club to me. Mm-hmm. Well, we, I mean, but, we also had a book club. We just decided to end and turn into this podcast as well. Well, that's true. Oh. I've, I also have one of the longest running book clubs on the internet. At the, <laughs> Which as well. we, we, the secret was we stopped reading we books and turned into movies, movies instead. I, I mean, I also think I, so. That player agency is a really good game point. I think also from like excitement. It's just too low of a scoring game. There has to be there has to be more points other places. Yeah, maybe not the total. Like twenty means not bad, but like the the ways you get points are just too rare. Should have you should Mm -hmm. be able to score every single time. I think that's probably why it's where it's like because right like you should be able to score like maybe every single time where there's maybe like an offense or defense element to it. I guess or you can like take off or like there's just other things you can award points for. I guess it's uh, it's like what what do you want to be? Do you want to be basketball? Do you want to be soccer? Right. And I mean, like those games are exciting for different reasons. Yes. Right. Like I (laughs) I guess there has to be like in soccer. I mean, and I love soccer and it is and the low score does not bother me. I don't mind that it's just so freaking exciting whenever once in a while somebody scores. But there's mm-hmm. not an, but in soccer, there's a lot of action between the scores yeah, and in our game, yeah. nothing. There's a lot of almost scoring, yes, which provides yeah. a lot of tension. What is, is the what game, game equivalent exciting. of a lot of beautiful crosses that are just yeah, a little we, too we high above somebody's that. head? We, we ain't got that in this we game. We got it yet. This game, there's, there's either no tension at all because the movie picked has nothing to do with the game. Uh, or there's like the tiny amount of tension, but yeah, we never found anything in between that. Yeah, I and like. One, I would like if there were more. It's hard. How do how do we, we have to figure out how to change this review process so that the bad and the change are more are closer together so we can kind yeah. of bleed into each other? Because I yeah. want to change we the things just, that we're yeah, talking we about. Kind of, we can just sort of like kind of pivot over to that now. I guess we're um, well, we, yeah we're losing the it factor, so we'll end on it factor then. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I guess I'll also say yeah. anything just building on this is like I think what was a good week on the viewing side is not always what was a good week on the recording side. I guess right. So it's like we had right. So I think this is always like the tension of like of this show where it's like, Hey, us having a good, we're, we're either going to have a good time watching or the viewer listeners, listeners will have a good time. Uh, you right. know, when the episode comes out, it's probably not both. Most of the it's time. It's not there are some, and I think by, you know, we're nine, 10 years, 12 years, 13 years into this. And we should by now have a better idea of whether a thing an input is going to be a good output. And I still don't really know the formula. Sometimes it is fun to watch and fun to talk about. Like Batman forever was both of those things. I, I like edge of tomorrow. Also, I think on both edge of tomorrow. Was also, well, I mean, there's a the, bonkers element when we kept on coming back to it, where it kept on moving up and up. 
Yeah, I guess the scale is not good or bad movie. It's bonkers to not bonkers, and yeah, the more bonkers, the more fun somewhere. the conversation. Yeah, we need some monks. Um, over one of the other things I did over the holidays is I played Wingspan for the first time. This is mostly That's for Hunter. What, fantastically reviewed game, very popular game, beautiful game. Highly recommend this uh-huh. game. It's really, really good. Very well um, put together. I love that little birdhouse thing that you uh, that you use. With it's the game. got a it's dice a really tower that looks like a birdhouse. Yeah, it's so beautiful. It. It's really, really. The game is so beautifully designed. But one of the things you have in that game, not but, and one of the things in that game you have is you have bonus cards that are like your your bird specialties. So you could be like, oh, I'm a water birdology i don't remember the names of anything but you're like yeah, i yeah. If you get bonus points for any birds that live in water or you could be like oh you're a worm specialist so any bird that eats worms you get a bonus for and there's a ton of these and they are like well researched and clever so they actually make sense in the world of birds but if our game if kevin bacon's exquisite corpse had us had a bonus card deck or specialty powers that we could have uh-huh. where like you score a bonus point if this movie has a scene where someone gets slimed or right. this you get a bonus point if somebody screams or somebody addresses the camera or whatever mm, like hidden oh, hidden yeah, information we do like, we do like a snake like draft on like that, the things right like so you could do a draft, draft or it could be cards but i yeah, like yeah, the yeah. idea that there's like special movie things that give you bonus points so somebody else could come out and be like i did this all by myself i get my full five points for this and then three people are like oh this one did have a, a scene where a boat oh, sang God. i get a point yeah, yeah you're watching should have been these things it yeah. should have been a, essentially well what's great about wingspan the type of game is like a euro style like tableau builder where you have like these cards that you're laying out in front of you mm-hmm. these cards kind of interact with the game board and also kind of add up into points mm-hmm. it should have been every time you pick a movie maybe that movie gives points to another player but also it goes into your goes into little your tableau board. and then yeah. you can do something on that board as well mm, like a deck so when you when you give someone else points you're also saying okay but at the end of the game i yes. might get points from this movie i picked that was your pick mm. right so if there were other bonuses involved that are like if you watched four movies in the same decade or genre or whatever yeah. some yeah, grouping yeah, where said. having picked those movies I think, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if that would make right. it more listenable, but it would make it more fun to or, play. Or things like make a it more of a game. If we like uh, had like a triplet of like a um, of an actor, right? Where it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If you have a hat trick from Tom uh, Cruise, you get bonuses. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, or that if your specialty like, was actors, then it's like anytime you have two actors in common that were not the traveling movie, you get a bonus. That kind of thing. Or, or if yours was a director specialty, the number of movies from the same director gets you bonus points. Or yeah or setting or genre or something like that yeah. wow yeah that would that, that would that be would be a that would, game yeah. yeah that would require much more game stuff though because in order to design like a working kind of tableau thing you'd have to kind of get under the hood in a way that i think would very quickly become difficult but it, if we wanted to make a real game that's like that, yeah yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Great this is not a suggestion i'm saying we do next week this is like if in right. hindsight I was a totally different person. And what else is the beginning of a new year for than deciding what your life would be like if you were a completely different person? Yeah, that's that's what you it's know, about. What if what if we had all picked a movie every week? Right? Ooh. But we like we didn't watch all of them. We only watched the movie we ended up on. But if we all drew position the week ahead and we all had a goal movies and then at the end of the episode, we went on position. 
and we would like each have to pick a movie based on what yeah. the other person ahead like of it just picked. Mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which so is also like, which is also Wingspan has some of that. Like so, this way it's not like one person knows where we're heading up next week at the beginning of the episode, or in a lot of cases in which I had to pick, I had no idea because I didn't prepare because <laughs> I didn't right. plan to go first a lot of those times. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if if every week we had picked an order. And then it was it would really be random where we ended up, but it could be real like, OK, I'm trying to get to this movie. So I'm like on my second tone, I'm going to try to point us in that direction. You know, the, the the cards also like our cards that we use, the power cards were based on writing down literally anything anybody emailed me, yeah. which is not how you design no, good cards. I, uh-huh. if, if it was a more balanced card deck where like everyone had five cards. And like there were several that were peered a lot of times, like make two moves in a row, move by two actors instead of one or something like that, where there was a standard kind of card and you got a lot of variations on those. And then a couple of weirder ones periodically that would also make it more of a gamey card deck. Yeah, Yeah. like Alex writing down everything you get sent, like even codes against humanity doesn't do that. (laughs) Honestly, they they don't give a shit. But in my defense, our listeners didn't send us anything racist. So that's useful. Like I honestly am like so I'm like kind of the wingspan connection is like kind of just blowing up in my brain of just like screw the like connecting the movies via uh, actors. Let's just have a draft like it's like there are movies that are dealt out that then we're each getting to take a turn to come grab that movie to add it to our tableau. Yeah. Um. And maybe those movies are connected via actor to give them some sort of semblance of uh, understanding. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think I think a draft would work so much better than us doing the the picking because then also the turn order wouldn't feel so um, important. Yeah. You know so what I mean, all, like I, that was deciding. one that was one complaint I had was that especially being last every time, which was not necessarily always bad. But well, actually, it was because the thing is, I never got to go first. Mm-hmm. So I was always last, which is definitely bad. Whereas mm-hmm. last gives you an opportunity to possibly go twice in a row, which is good. Right. That <laughs> never happened. For so you had theory, the most chances for that good thing and the fewest successes. Um, yeah. yeah. Have we considered that Alex is the first person who's like a broken random number generator? That's why you picked the same <laughs> name out oh. of the list. This this happened once like, in a like a Doctor Who episode when they tried a random number generator and it turned out that everyone's in a simulation. So this is maybe how we find uh, out that yeah. actually uh, uh, simulation. So that, yeah, this is what we've proved beyond a shadow of a doubt from how often Anthony went first in this game accidentally. But we've yeah, done some very out, good science where we've proven that we live in a simulation. Um, I I have another I think just general thing of the things I would change now knowing what, what was wrong with this. I think we knew a lot of these issues, you know, before this week. Right. So I'd say maybe like <laughs> instead of like giving us like sort of a full year, I'd probably maybe say like, let's say like, let's break it up into like maybe like four like kind of testing segments where it's like, you know, every like three months or whatever uh, we have like, OK, we're going to we're going to start like, you know, like getting under the hood and like messing with the mechanics of the game in a more significant way. Um, I think like that would be like to sort of like maybe have like a look back every like, I don't know, season, I guess. Yeah. Uh, or mini yeah. season, season, season you do. I think you're right. So how much, the last question is, how much it factor does the movie-watching game Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse have for you? How much Six. je ne sais quoi does this game have? Six for you. What do you think, Hunter? <laughs> there is no um, clear number scale, so the number six is not should not affect yeah. you. 
I'm going to give it uh, a 58. 58, 58. all right. Um, same. Is, and is that good or bad for you? Uh, that I, uh, on a it's on a 100 scale. So yeah, I was on 10. So we're actually very much similar. similar. All right. Yeah, we're Anthony, on the same. How, place. how much it factor does Kevin makes exclusive corpse have? I'm gonna give it um, a 69,420 out of a uh, <laughs> 70. Out of a possible 400, 420,69. <laughs> out, <of a, laughs> uh, out of a or a possible 80085. Right. Um, That's a really bad score. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I think it. I, I think for something that came together fast and we stuck with for a year, that's how I, I we mean, shouldn't I, have stuck with it so I, long. We should have. No, we no. should have. God damn it, gentlemen! This is what's wrong. People are quitters today. Not enough <laughs> oh people just come up with a quick rash idea. We could have. We could have tinkered with it more. With it. No, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> didn't tinker I, enough. Look, if there's one thing this show stands for, it's continuing on for 13 this, years without food, water, This is the resolution I kept the most ever. Right. This is the only resolution I kept for a full year. This is basically like yeah. a tattoo, yeah. like an impulse tattoo. No, that's yeah, what the show is. Yeah. Look, I think this is good. It's four white guys. Thinking, not really thinking something through, and god damn it, <laughs> yeah. seeing it through hella and high water without it. a you for I, you. I, yeah, it's, I do like that we had to live with our consequences of our actions, so that's nice. I like that, <laughs> yeah. All right, so the okay, so that's that's the uh, the Wait, what's your factor, dude? What's your factor? Alex? I, I was yeah. I was feeling like it was it was a C, maybe which I guess is a little higher than you guys, a C out yeah, of, was, yeah, out of what. <laughs> The outfit, <laughs> the outfit, <laughs> or out of, out of seven possible C's. I don't know. Um, yeah. okay, so, I mean, seven C, C out R. Of, yeah, C out of the alphabet is like that's like the third oh. letter into the alphabet. Yeah. Good out. Like right, C but is like better or Greek Z alphabet. better? Well, it's like C into like the Greek alphabet. Like, cause that would be really bad because it doesn't even oh, belong yeah. there. You know? there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in there, C? You don't belong there. <laughs> Um, um yeah i feel like there is some i do feel like there's a spark of something here and we yeah. did not mine it but yeah. I, I feel like we just flew one of those planes that has some sort of like laser detection in it to tell if there's mm. ore in the ground and then we did not mine it successfully yeah. that's, no, that's we crashed right. the plane we flew it somewhere else whatever but somebody who knows how to make games and likes movies more than me and yeah. knows more about no. them take yeah. it and run we walked so they could run, whatever it is. Exactly. Um, exactly. I think I'm going to yeah. do it. I okay. honestly think this would be a great thing. Like, I actually think this could be a cool card game where Dude, I would, I would, I would, one, I would back that Kickstarter, but also I would like, mm -hmm. you know, I would, I would pitch ideas on that. Like, I, like, yeah. I, I'd be interested on in seeing like what does the official card game look like where it's like, you know, for your, for your group of friends, how do you, how do you make this work? What the only thing is, Hunter, you have to do it like the same way the birds games work, where you don't have to know everything about movies before you play. Yeah. Because the thing about the bird game, I don't know anything about birds. Every bird card has a bird fact. It's great. I learn right. about birds. The The movies have to work that way where I have a card is a movie. You can know a lot about it already. You can have a thing that you bring into it. But if you have not seen it, it'll give you some basic information and enough that you can play as not maybe not quite as skillfully, but basically as skillfully as other people. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Also, we're all back to Kickstarter. I'll help you with it. We can we'll we'll promote it on our show. It would be fun to add a secret like in like a code game version, you still have to rank the movies, but it's done anonymously. So mm. you want to get your movies ranked high, but you don't want people to know that those are your codes. So you have to just be like, well, it's just a good movie. I mean, it's ah. Alien. <laughs> yeah. like, come on. Aliens is just a great fucking movie. It deserves to be at the top, you know? I like okay. that. So here's what we're going to do now. Um, 
their next order of business, I want to do, because one of the things that's come up a lot, we have this, speaking of the master list of quality, we have the master list of season five, the greatest movies of all time of season five, ranked one through 41, that we have ranked as an average. Um, now on your other shows, Hunter, you tend to do this as a, everyone has to agree on it. And we have done it as a, uh, as just a mathematical thing. Sure. And yeah. as a result, we have an interesting list that represents none of us. And it has some very, I think a lot of things that I, Honestly, looking through it, I don't hate it as much as some of you guys do. So maybe it accidentally, maybe I'm the averagest person on this show or something. Yeah, I feel like it largely represents me. Um, so, but we're gonna, I we're think gonna. That there is a a slight kind of like some things that, as it gets sort of more controversial or like sort of challenging and or kind of like narratively sort of a note it kind of ends up in the middle and a lot of that stuff I yeah, think should be higher but yeah i do think that like overall looking at this list like guys we said the best movie was the third man and the movie was worst movie was rush hour two like that's not wrong that yeah like, that's right that's not wrong that's not bad that's not a bad assessment yeah i can right. defend you look at just placements Yes, yeah. I, I do. That's exactly how I'm feeling. So, and and for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you'll see I'm going to put this on. Uh, I'm going to put this up on YouTube so you can watch as we talk about it. The list, will, the master list of quality, will be there. Um, but let's say so. I'm going to preserve this list in this order for posterity. But mm. let's do a second list. Let's do the master list B out of the alphabet, and let's figure out what is the what is an order that would represent us as a group more. Okay, can so, I can I start off with a question for you guys? Yes. I think it's very important um, for this that mm -hmm. I think. Okay, so all of us looking at the list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, this very weird phenomenon happened with this list where Edge of Tomorrow got <laughs> grandfathered in yep. to be yep. the third best movie ever made. And it's right? not. It's it's okay. Here's yeah. the thing: we've done a sin. We've done a sin. Yeah. This is a sin that I think people so, do that in my presence. I feel like a lot, which is that we've taken something that's a little bit of an underdog and yeah. it's, and it's good it's better than people think it is mm -hmm. yeah but i feel like we've overestimated it now and now mm -hmm. i'm starting to yeah. turn on it mm -hmm. yeah. don't so like I, that's how i feel I, about it I, tomorrow so I, I think that's like so in this conversation the first thing we should do is find edge of tomorrow its actual home yes that's okay. what i i want to start with mm -hmm. i think it's somewhere in the five to ten for my in my opinion like so you're still up high on this. I, list. I'm still high, but I, like not as high. I think there's stuff I move above it. Um, but I think so. It's there's still... a couple of other phenomena that are happening here. One is we watched it ages ago, and we've yeah. watched a lot of good stuff since. If I watched Edge of Tomorrow for the first time today, I think I would still rank it very highly. It was yeah. a, it's blast. a great movie, and I had. Ne but Hunter's right about the underdog thing. Like, had I heard of it, I probably would have been different where I placed it. But it was, mm -hmm. this was new to me, and it was like, how did this movie sneak by everybody for eight years? So. Yeah, I'm. I still think five to ten. Uh, I think it would be hard for me to put it much lower than that. Um, I think that's fine. I just, I'm just advocating for it being lowered from where it is because it is in the top three well, of a so list of mostly all-time greats. There's one methodology for this, which is where everything just goes with the thing next to it. So you just do a series of head-to-heads. This is how like a computer sort algorithm might work. Yeah, it takes forever to do it that it way, though. It takes way too yeah. long, but we can do it for this one. So Edge of Tomorrow and Princess Mononoke. Do you think Edge of Tomorrow is a better movie than Princess Mononoke? I do, not, no. No. I do not. I do not know. Okay. Um, so I'm going to move it down one. 
How do you guys feel about it against Lion King? I, well, so one, I think we'd all would love to see the Broadway version of Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't Limp think... Dive in terms, repeat, live in terms on Broadway. Of, <laughs> right? It was so great. Uh, but in terms of how important I think it probably is for, for just general things, like I, I don't know how I could easily put it above it, even though it's, it's a great watch. And I would be excited to share this, I think. I, um, I agree with you. I feel like it's a little hard to compete with Lion King. Is everybody yeah. cool with moving it down one more? I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I'm cool okay. with it, yeah. Here's, my qu- here's, where, here's where it's starting to get more interesting, though. How do you feel about it against Ed, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? I like Eternal a lot better. Yeah, yeah. me too. In terms of, I think, like, visually, yeah, see, like, there's some awesome stuff. And I think that's a better f- full movie. This where is like, where, I love start, the, where the gravity is starting to feel like it's equalizing for me. I'm feeling yeah. the first two were easy. This one feels mm. tricky. Even if you're going to, I'll be persuaded, but this one still feels hard for me. I feel like it's Edge of Tomorrow is maybe, maybe a little better than Lion King, but it's not better than Eternal Sunshine of the yeah, Spotless Mind. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's, yeah, so, that was my hesitancy before. It's like, <laughs> I could... I could actually put it above something like Lion King, but yeah. I like. I think Eternal Sunshine if was anything, like. Anything now, I think the Lion King's a little too high on this list. This is how that should work. So, but so so you guys are very comfortable putting it uh, uh, below Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm going to allow it, but just so you know, this is not like now. I'm feeling a lot of friction yeah, for me. Yeah, so I this hear next move is hard. I I would not move it below Iron Giant. Oh, I'm okay really. with that. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So I, well, all right. I would, but I'm okay with it also. Uh, if we keep it, like, I, like I think in this in this spot where it's like I would, I would, I wouldn't move it below Hero. Maybe I think that's probably where it would settle out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like just because I, I, I got less comfortable with the Hero message. I guess like the the mm-hmm. the. Uh, I know this is like military, I guess, propaganda as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I think like I'm not. It's somewhere in this range. I don't have a problem with any of it, really. Anybody want to? This, this is this is kind of it's weird to sort of like say Iron Giant about like 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 the being a weapon is bad uh, versus turning the guy into a perfect weapon uh, yeah. is yeah. like that that we we side on I that like side that of those it. butt against each other. You're right. Based on that message, I do feel like maybe it should go below Iron Giant. But as far as like pacing and and surprise and delight, I think it's a little above it. Yeah, I think um, so too. I'm okay with that. Okay, I think it's so, a good number six. Let yeah. me ask you this. Okay, so we're going to settle for now, at least. The Edge of Tomorrow is number six. Let me ask the next question. In looking at this full list of movies, would anybody th- argue that The Third Man does not deserve its top spot? I think it's the consensus pick for us. Yeah, four. That's I mean, why yeah. I it's not my top there. spot. I think in terms of what moved me the not most. Not mine either, but... Um, like, I... I would put Mononoke or Magnolia, I think, above it, honestly. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, Third Man was one of those movies I had I'd never always wanted to see it. I was so hyped to finally get around to see it. And it's it's very <laughs> like a lot of like older movies like this. I, I can appreciate sort of academically and I can like think like I can find things to like about it. But so few of them. You see them and you're like, oh, wow, that like holds up and like feel it feels old, but it also like is as engaging as a modern movie in a lot of ways. And it's as interesting. And I can just see the importance of this. Like, I I do think that like, to me, this like how good of a movie, especially when you compare it, you know, the fact that until fucking number 10 on this list, the good, the bad, and the ugly, there's almost 50 years between 50 plus years. I one flew over the cuckoo's nest is uh, eight, I guess. So that's, mm-hmm. 30, but like 
the fact that there's a 50 year difference between most of everything else on this list and that movie is like it's, it's a pretty cool thing yeah it's a yeah. great movie yeah. i think it probably would be my top movie still i'm very comfortable yeah. with it at number one but if everyone is comfortable with it being in the top grouping i think we leave it for now here's yeah. my next question how, are we gonna move apollo 13 down is that your next question <laughs> <laughs> is rush hour that... 2 the worst movie of all time oh you want to oh, is there anything yeah, that right. i want uh I don't is there know. anything that you want to be below Rush Hour 2? And uh, I know, Anthony, you made, or I think Hunter, maybe you made this really interesting case that Shrek has to either be best or worse. Yes. And that I, Shrek is being disrespected at 39, yeah. but wouldn't yeah. be disrespected at 41. Yeah, um, that's I, true. I don't, I can't, I can't. But I can't do it. I can't do it either. I, I agree with that premise. I like where you're thinking with that, but man, I hated Rush Hour 2 so much. I would put yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to defend Rush Hour 2. Rush Hour 2 sucked. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I would I I would want to move Shrek up a little bit, honestly. If we're yeah, just, if we're, really, if we're just lodging it from from the um, mm -hmm. from the best or worst uh, yeah. dichotomy, I think where would you yeah. move Shrek? Uh, I'd put it between Lost Highways and Dead Ringers. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> like a good. <laughs> that's interesting. I would place. What? I don't know I if would... I put it up there because those are two movies that I also feel like are like they're a little low for. No, for... yeah, I, I'm joking. I, I I think those two are definitely way too low on the list. I, so it's in would... the cut, which I think is at scene at 27 is shocking to me. Yeah. In the cut is my or we're, I made a, I made I'm working on my own personal version of the list. And well, we're going to I want to come to those re, the, the, those biggest issues in a second. So we, we finished the top. We finished the bottom. I think it yeah. feels like Shrek and Rush Hour 2 are going to stay where they are for now. No one is can making move, a strong can, enough wait, case. Can we move chances are down one? at least yeah chances are sucked because because like i don't i can't imagine actually i want to i put sure, uh, chances are as worse than transformers the movie that'd be my new 40 oh, not a million I agree. years yeah what something for transformers the movie no because no, here's transformers the thing the movie is one of the worst things i've ever sat through chances you didn't are watch it at triple speed do you remember how chances are ended chances are but it's a it's wild it's a weird movie but tra the Transformers the movie is awful. No, seriously. Yeah. Look, look, look. Transformers the movie has a bonkers cast and I'd say like a pretty fun soundtrack. Uh, yep. And yep. Yeah. and chances are is old boy, but the happy version. As an I would put yeah. chances Which are is really higher. weird. I would put chances can are I, higher. Honestly, can I? Can chances I? Chances are like disgust me. Like <laughs> Transformers just kind yeah. of boggles it, my mind. The Transformers I, the movie disgusts me more than chances. Can I make are, a deal? Can I make a, can I make a trade? Can I make yeah. a trade? I, I think trade. Alex, Alex, I would like you to consider their proposition. Okay, mm -hmm. with what they're pro uh, proposing, because mm -hmm. what I would like to pose as like if you give them that. I honestly think I think we should move. This is it's small, but it's going to seem big. I think we should move Soylent Green up to right underneath the cable guy. I agree I, with that. I think Soylent Green is at the the, the oh. bottom oh, of yeah. the last of like the good movies, and it needs to be at the last of like the. <laughs> Better so movie. that was my next move. So let's 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 focus. So now I want to do. I want to go. We'll do one round with each of okay. us, where you tell us the worst ranked movie, the most shocking movie on this list, and then we can just see if we can move it for you. Okay. And mine, since we just brought it up, the most embarrassing thing on this list is Soylent Green at thirty six. I wa I rewatched it after we watched it. I've thought about it a lot since then. I kind of love this movie. I think it's. I think there's some incredible stuff going on. I think yeah. it's really interesting. I don't remember why I hated it the first time around. I think actually because it was earlier in the season, maybe we actually like it was on the lower end, and then we just yeah. kept adding stuff ahead of it. Yeah. yeah. But 
in hindsight, I think I think Soylent Green belongs to be in the chunk with the good movies, in the well, upper I mean, chunk Soylent, of good movies. Soylent Green, I think, is definitely a movie that by like 2020 sensibilities, it's a very jagged movie. It's an incredibly sharp movie. It is a movie that as you handle it, you're going to like cut yourself and it's going to poke you and it seems unpleasant. But <laughs> I think that is one of those movies as you kind of get away from it and the, like the edges kind of dull to you. You can kind of see that like, oh, this is actually a movie trying to do something like the way. Yeah. Like the, all those the stuff about like women as furniture, like as literal property, like it comes off as very like tacky and sharp when you first watch it right but it's like the type of like sci-fi idea that you're like oh like they weren't just doing that out of like a shitty place they were like generally trying to do something here that's interesting yeah yeah, yeah. and you there's know? so many visually striking things in that movie the scoops the, the, the design of the yeah the stairs the de- the the design of the soil green factory the garbage trucks dumping corpses the yeah. the the the, the the uh, the librarians. There's so many things about that yeah. movie that still come back to me. Here's the question, though. Now that we've all, because we agree on that part, it, it could be higher. But yeah. where does it go? Because I think we disagree so much about some of the middle movies. It's um, hard to know where to actually put it right now. So we're, it definitely to me. Let's see, where where do you go? Okay, actually, how about this? Where's the quality line these days for you? Um, for each of you, what is the line where it switches over to mostly crappy movies, from mostly good movies? Not all, but mostly. See, I I think that like the. Below PJ, yeah, I guess below Soylent Green right now is where the list turns to like stink. Well, that's yeah. okay, so, so that's the garbage line. But where does it go right. from mostly great yeah. to like okay, and maybe even like a little See, bad? I, I think I looking at this list right now. I think it is bangers until in the cut. I think everything <laughs> from one, like like seriously, like in the cut, playing trains, automobiles, taking a felon, one, two, three. Battleship, Potankin, Dead Ringers, Lost Highway, Out of Sight, Michael Clayton. That's where it those, gets definitely messy. Those, it gets messy those. in the low 20s. I agree with that. Every single one of those movies, though, even though if messy, is a great movie. I would I would gladly suggest anyone to watch every single one of those. I agree with that. Prince yeah. of Diaries, I, Anastasia, me, Casper, probably not. Life Aquatic, I, yeah. if you really liked Wes Anderson movies, I'd be like, yeah, check that Actually, one out. Yeah. I think that's the right read for like the, so like the below in the cut, I guess, uh, maybe until um, uh, Endgame. I think that's like a genre specific recommendations, right? Where right. it's like, look, if, if you really if you like, like this act, kind of thing. This could work. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But not a general recommendation. So I would say then from that discussion, it sounds like we could safely say, Soylent Green should be in that middle messy chunk. Yeah, I'd put least. it below in the cut. Yeah, I think that's, that's right. where I would go. Because this would... is a good movie to talk about for sure. And it's for me, it's worth sharing, even if it's not a fully enjoyable experience. I think, um, yeah. Hunter, sometimes when you talk about older games, they talk about it's kind of the jank sometimes, or like uh, mm-hmm. of, the, of the mechanics. And it's like, this is this is where it's like, oh, it's I... It's got some jank. And, and, but I like not a, yeah. not a, a not an enjoyable uh, amount, I guess. Right? You gotta where meet it's like, it where is, it's at. You know? Yeah. I feel like... Um, for me, I, there are several movies in that in that message section I didn't like at all. For me, I would put and would not recommend to people I hated. Um, I would not <laughs> wish Dead Ringers on an enemy as like a prank. I might make someone watch it, but only to watch them be unhappy. Well, no, I would. I'd maybe move that. Well, all right, I would consider moving it down because that's like the that'd be the thing where it's like if this is your thing, this is a thing. Like, like I think this is. I would say if like you hey, like, like it, good shit. 
you'll like this good shit. That's I feel what like, you're saying. I feel like for me, Soylent Green has to be in the 17 to 19 range. It's up there. And I would uh, even, for you guys, put it above Apollo 13. I, I can't do that because I can't, like, that, I don't yeah. know, for, there's so many, there's things that are, like, more universally enjoyable that are, like, well executed that's above it, right? Well, uh, Michael Clayton yeah. out of sight, maybe, but Lost Highway and Dead Ringers are no, very specific, No, I know, but, like, also planes, movies. trains, and, like, uh, taking one, Pelham 1, 2, 3, I think those yeah, are just it, generally, it's not, like, there's, so Green is not that's better good. than taking a felon one two three. Well, I I will not allow it to cross that line. It definitely uh, is. No, mm-hmm. it is not. Take the, the way you, you feel also. about taking a felon. Uh, the way oh, you I feel like about Trailing Green. I liked taking Pelham. I liked it a lot. I just don't <laughs> think it's as good as as I don't think it's as. <laughs> It's, I don't think it's as interesting as Soylent it's not, Green. It's not trying to say anything, no. but it, whatever it's trying to do, it does. It's like, I so mean, it's it like is. lower difficulty, really high execution. Like, I really liked it. I just thought it was not. about yeah. New York City and mm. this movie about like I, New York I culture and like this planning and these would, characters. Would you, give me, would you give me Soylent Green right below Pelham? Yeah, uh, I'll do let that. Let me see where that is. I mean, yeah, I it's above planes. Yeah, it's above planes, trains. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think. I think in the cut, being below it is a little messed well, we'll up. We'll see what happens because apparently we all get we yeah, all get to so talk that was about my one. So now, okay, everyone gets one challenge. Okay. Movie. So Hunter, what is your challenge movie now? On my personal version of this list in the cut is my number three, and on wow. our list it is number twenty-eight. Yeah. So mm. you want to make that your your primary your your one challenge? It, yeah, because everything else, like in my top five. I mean, I guess like Happy Together is a very important movie to me, but it's like I think it's like fair where it is compared mm-hmm. to like how everyone else feels about it. I think in the cut for my own personal taste is just way too low. So I would just like to propose that I feel like that movie. I feel like we kind of did that movie a little bit dirty is what I think. But yeah, in the and cut. I definitely think that there is a spot between like Diversion, Suicides, Happy Together, Eyes Wide Shut, But I'm a Cheerleader, Batman Returns. This place where in the cut would fit very comfortably, like sort of thematically, tone-wise, kind of what those yeah, movies are all going for. Um, I think it is very similar to a lot of those movies. I hated it, but you guys convinced me that it was interesting and important, but it was like a real tough watch, a real unpleasant two hours. Yeah. And so yeah, it's, think, it's tough I for me to put for it. Two hours felt what it feels like to be like every woman, every day of every second of her life. Sure. I, and I think there's an important place for that, Yeah, but I do not, I would rather feel like what it's like to be a lion King for two hours. Yeah. If I had the choice. <laughs> so Alex would rather be a yeah. King than a woman. You heard it here. <laughs> And well, a specific, lion. No, specifically a lion hunter. Sure, sure. I have no interest in being a, a an actual a human monarch. It's disgusting. But the lions, yeah. they get well, it. Why that's my nomination. I'm not necessarily. Queen, huh? No, Alex, I, uh, it's just, any any improvement on in the cuts part will will be fine with me. I'm not gunning for a particular yeah. spot. I'm just nominating it. Yeah, yeah. As, okay, so we're so Ezra. Also, what do you think? Wait, wait. I was well, I was going to say, Alex, let it be known that you would also it seems like rather think you killed your own parent than than spend two hours uh, like uh, uh, yes. as a woman mm. interesting um yeah. <laughs> but only spend no no he only thinks he kills his parents for about an hour well no no no, no. Yeah. 15 good minutes before yeah. and 15 after that are great so we <laughs> well no but well, all right well let's keep it moving <laughs> anyway as where do you yeah we, we need to wrap this up really quick so uh, well, Ezra, I, you... I was gonna say i'm not 100 so i don't think i was on i think i had a conflict on the in cup episode and yeah, i'm not sure you were on that episode yeah, yeah and, I, and i think i want to say that 
I'm pretty sure I knew I was going to be able to make it. So I'm not sure I actually ever finished in the cut. Mm. So I think I, I got like two thirds of the way through it. So I don't think I can actually fairly vote. It this was one. it was good. Me, I felt like Hunter and I kind of p- gave Alex a dissertation on why that movie was so important and so good yeah. during that episode. It was it was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. I, I it was it was okay. It was inter- it was an interesting t- t- discussion. Not fun to watch at all um i i would be willing to give you i, I want to move it above of, uh battleship potemkin at least because I, I feel like that's for me that's yeah, too high easy above potemkin i think easily above dead ringers which is um a, again a prank not a, not a movie um lost highway i think is interesting but is too weird so i feel like that like it, i think lost highway is a place around where that would work so for me i would easily give it 21 i would do 21 with that hesitating above that is harder for me because i did think out of sight and my clayton bowfinger were so fun and apollo 13 is the best yeah. movie of all time so um i i yeah that's where i would uh, it would be easy for me to give it to 21 yeah that's fine with me just and just any Anthony? moving it up at all is, is yeah fine. i'm okay with that yeah ezra what's your challenge movie <sighs> all right i don't think i'm gonna get much traction on this one but i'm gonna put it in there in terms of this is uh I, I think because of Alex, I think Avengers is too low. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's not because the rest of us that Avengers <laughs> no, is so but, like, low. It's just in terms of like <laughs> of the, the idea that even for just importance, I guess, right? In terms of like this is like this is a wild thing as like a culmination yeah. of a whole bunch of things. And like yeah. I can't believe this is below hard to be a god. Like that's the thing I can't live yeah. with. Yeah, but that makes me laugh though. But yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean. It's where yeah, it belongs yeah. between hard to be a god and PJ. It makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're right. I think it definitely should be below PJ, but <laughs> <laughs> it, um, I mean, I, it, like if you if you were like you could you have you have to pick one of these two movies to watch right now. I would watch PJ in a heartbeat over it. Okay, well, you could Alex, watch PJ, PJ three doing qualities. PJ could, is not could, a paid advertisement for the U.S. military and interventionism. You literally watch PJ two and a half times over the course of Avengers Endgame as well. And I would. And I would. Yeah. I think it would be tough to say I'd watch Girl with Character because not understanding Russian really took the fun out of that movie. Um, and I think I wouldn't have liked it anyway. So I, that's where it would fall for me. Um, I mean, here, here's why I'd put it. I don't actually think it's as fun as, uh, say, like Princess Diaries, but I do think it's better than Anastasia in terms of like this is like for what they're trying to put out. Ooh, I like that. So well, I think it's, yeah. it's for me, it's like this is like like people are not going to be talking about Anastasia like in terms of much importance, I think. Uh, and I think you know, in that, in that sort of like, uh, the low 30 section, I feel like it's, it's above that in terms of this is, this is, this is very interesting. Um, in terms of how do you try to tell this big of a story that you've been like leaning, leaning up for this long? I think it's problematic in terms of like, you know, messaging, uh, but like in terms of cultural impact, right. We're not talking about, uh, Anastasia in the same way. Yeah. This yeah, is a good no. year to dunk on Anastasia too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, who cares? Like, yeah. screw you, Anastasia. Man, we do have an interesting thread of like U.S. military propaganda and also um, Russian propaganda. Russian I guess. propaganda yeah. as well. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting combination. Um, I I will give you above life aquatic with no hesitation. Okay. I'll let you have that. Mm. That's I did I mean, like Casper yeah. a whole lot. I know I'm fine. Look, Casper's better. I, if I could move another one down, I'd move Anastasia down, but a little bit lower then because uh, I don't yeah, think that's fair. Yeah, I would probably want Casper above Anastasia. I would throw Anastasia in the garbage. Okay, so well, first of all, okay, so we have a, as a bonus move, we're going to move Anastasia down, and then yeah. and then we'll you can have Avengers Endgame at thirty one. How does that sound? Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, Anthony and, challenge you know, movie. Yeah, challenge movie. All right, so I 
I don't actually know what I want to challenge. I just want to sort of make a point that has been <laughs> eating at me for almost a year. Oh, man. Uh, that I, I tried to articulate this on the podcast, but I don't think it did it very well. And I would like to make the argument about why I think one flew over the cuckoo's nest should be moved up at least one. That's all I'm asking. I'm asking okay. that one oh, flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah. gets moved up just a little bit. Because this, I've talked about this before. Of all the the new movies we've watched, One Flew the Cuckoo's Nest isn't my favorite of the movies I've watched this year, but it's the one that's maybe stuck with me the most. Um, that I've just been the most impressed by. That I saw this movie, it really, really, um, really connected with me, really made an impact, and a lot of that is um, Louise Fletcher's performance mm. as Nurse Ratchet. Yeah, has really, really stuck with me as a performance. I just could not stop thinking of and if Louise Fletcher died this year. Um, I had always known her before this as uh, Kai Wynn um, yeah. in uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which is a phenomenal mm. performance. I love it. But to see her like a younger version of her give such an iconic performance and something we talked about during the episode that I think um, you guys kind of said, and I, and I even kind of had this after like watching the movie for the first time. You have you hear about Nurse Ratchet. You have like she's one of the greatest villains in cinema history, and you watch it and you realize like she's kind of just like a, a kind of a stone lady who's doing the best at her job, right. right? That's really all she's doing. But the thing that has made me has stuck with me so much, especially over the last few years of watching sort of like the banality of evil take over this world is that <laughs> nurse ratchet. The thing that makes her one of the greatest villains in movie history is that, okay, the text of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Okay. The, just the text of that movie is a not sane, a sane man, a not insane man is cons cons his way into a hospital. Everyone in the hospital is talking about how he's not insane. And then at the end, they lobotomize him. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it is a fully evil thing. Like there was no other reading yeah. as that. And like her being the best at her job at something so evil mm. is she is the best evil person. That's all she is. <laughs> and that is such a incredible vi villainous character is that she does play it like somebody who's just stone, but really trying to do the best work she possibly can. Right. But I, the work she can do is when it's like, it's like saying like she's the best possible prison warden in a fucked up prison. It's right. Like, yeah. Yeah. There is well, no so this such is, I just want to add to this, Anthony, I just want to like subscribe to what you're saying and then add a tiny bit, which is that from her point of view, it's not clear that he's not insane. Mm. And I don't mean that to disagree with you. I think this agrees with you is that from her point of view, anyone who doesn't follow the rules that are set down arbitrarily is insane so his yeah. misbehavior of not following her system counts as insanity so for her she thinks she's doing the right normal just thing by the law which i think makes it even scarier than if yeah. she thinks she's doing something wrong for yeah. fun or power or whatever I, yeah no, I, and i, like I think there's just like she is as a villain and as a villainous performance it is one that has stuck with me and like send shivers down my spine when i yeah, think man. about like how good her performance is. Plus, Jack Nicholson's great in the movie. Yeah. But, um, Louis so I Fletcher, feel like we can all agree, not as fun as Edge of Tomorrow. No, not but as we'll fun definitely as move you up one. We'll give you the yeah. one yeah, for sure. I, I, I just, I would be fine with it. I would be fine with it being our new number six because yeah. I, I, on my own list, I ranked it higher than it's. It's funny. It's lower overall, but I mm. ranked it higher than both 
uh, Edge of Tomorrow and uh, Iron Giant. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I just I, like I really I like love that movie. I really, it really, like I said, really like hit for me. Um, I also like I know out about any movie that shows like a place in Oregon I've been to. Yep, so like that cool. makes me happy. Uh, yep. But yeah, great movie, great fucking um, movie. D- d- uh, two two things I think on it that like I think this is actually one of the fun things. Yeah, so I, I move it up to six. I feel comfortable with that actually um, as well uh, above Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, okay. Just because of like I'm fine I think like it. in terms of like as an achievement, I guess like this is this is pretty cool. And also to have a movie that can speak to you pretty directly yeah. from that long ago is, is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, two a couple other things like one like I love the the mental health serve. Um, I guess uh comparison with that and the other jack nicholson role i guess we get uh um uh, with batman um mm-hmm. and that's like a, that's a real fun split and then also if you kind of pair it with um virgin suicides and but i'm a cheerleader in terms of like looking at those like what do you do with the unfair like power structure situation yeah. where it's like someone's sort of like being held uh in this way like you get to take it in a light way where it's like you get a happy ending with uh, but i'm a cheerleader and there's like this other sort of like maybe like you get autonomy, uh, but like, you know, this different kind of like, uh, like escape, I guess, from that, uh, yeah. in Virgin Suicides. Um, yeah. And so I know I, I, maybe this is one of the cool things about this season is that when you start making the, the thematic connections, um, where no one is like looking at these three movies necessarily right now and seeing like, Hey, this is how they all connect. It's a cool thing that we get to do this having just yeah. thrown a lot of, you know, a lot of paint on the, on the canvas. I like that. So we're going to call this, call it now for time. So we're going to say our official top 10, for those of you not following along YouTube are the third man, Magnolia, Princess Mononoke, Lion King, Sun, Eternal Sunshine, the Sun, Spotless Mind, Cuckoo's Nest, Edge of Tomorrow, Iron Giant, Hero, and the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly from 1966. That's our master list. I'll post the whole thing in the show notes so you can see where we ended up. Well, hey, Alex, real quick. What's the one thing that everyone... Can we just go around real quick? What's the one thing that everyone should watch that you'd want everyone, if they haven't seen it, to watch on this list? Like everyone's top pick uh, of like, y'all need to see this right now. I mean, this is so dependent on what you've seen, obviously, from the question. Just say, if you don't know, And I you, think The yeah. Third Man and Edge of Tomorrow are both like partly high based on... Those the fact that none of, we had not seen them or had not seen them as recently, and so those are like easy recommendations. If you've not seen those two, go see those two. Um, the thing that surprised me that was the most interesting on here, I mean, I like I I do think uh, I would throw out Butter Mature Leader also as just like a fun intro. Yeah. If you have, if you missed that, it's a fun vi- revisit and good. yeah, it's neat. Yeah. Anybody else? I, I mean, I don't uh, want to be a broken record, but I would just say if you haven't watched In the Cut yet, you should watch In the Cut. Um, I just I didn't know about um, Jane. Uh, I don't know how to say her, her last Camp- name. I guess Campion. Campion? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. That With might the be style right. That, that might you be can't Campion. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was the first movie I'd seen by her. She also did Power of the Dog, which won an Academy yeah. Award. Right. Um, which is uh, I haven't seen that yet either. Probably not. I'm not even really excited about that one. I, I love Power of the Dog, but a lot there, there's been some really interesting discussions and people I like who did not like it, and so it's yeah. been an interesting vibe from it. But I thought it was great. I I I I'll watch it eventually, but right now I just bought uh, the piano mm. on uh, 4K Blu-ray from Criterion, and I'm really excited to watch that um, by her as well. Uh, yeah. Mostly because I saw that it was also erotic uh, yeah. and i like the uh that, that's like kind of what i liked about in the cut is uh is the the pervert stuff um yeah i guess sure. <laughs> okay um as an anthony your um, other bonus yeah, I, mean, I, I just 
not because not many people saw it and i think it's just it's such a fun time uh it makes you feel very cool out of sight i would recommend still to everyone um but also yeah. the new ones for me that i didn't get uh except for this project uh you know was the the two uh early batmans um yeah and i think they just they felt really fun to watch they looked so cool yeah. and i guess like you know i, I don't know if it's getting as much like like it's 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 it just it just it's cool when you see something that you know actually is you know relatively speaking, pretty old and like can still speak to you and still looks good. Um, so I like that a lot. That's what been one of the most interesting parts of this for me is how much I liked those two movies and how, cause I, I just think that genre as currently exists is bankrupt and needs to stop as soon as possible. It is just the worst thing that's happening. And yet those two are both super fun and cool. And so I wonder if there's a, there's an alternate universe where the superhero genre stayed interesting instead of becoming so, just wrote and CG boring and 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 gross and like I honestly also, don't I, I don't I wouldn't even say those are even the same genre I mean they're both about superheroes right, it seems like it's not yeah 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 they're 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 really not as far as tone goes they're complete opposite ends of the spectrum yeah Anthony recommendation uh yeah I mean I, I, I've already you know talked about obviously we got third man and um one flew the cuckoo's nest uh making a huge impact on me but if I really had to recommend one if you haven't seen it uh I haven't rewatched Princess Mononoke since I was in high school, and rewatching mm. that again—that movie fucking is real good. Uh, it's yeah. very well made. I uh, I liked it quite a bit, so I would definitely suggest watching that again. We we watched some good movies this year, guys. Yeah. Like I'm really looking at this, like there's some really good stuff uh-huh. here, um, and that's that's not a bad. This is probably been one of my best movie media consumption years, I guess, as a result of this yeah. project. Interesting. Okay, yeah. well, it's another thing back to the good from this game. Yeah. Okay. Um, last thing. Last thing I want to do before we let everybody go in our remaining couple of minutes, I just want to have a quick chat preview of the upcoming what's happening about the future. I want to have a quick thing about the future. So um, this is the end of season five. And um, this is also in some ways we're going to call it the end of uh, the read it and weep branding. That's my like (laughs) modest way of saying it. So we are getting ready to launch a new project. That is essentially season six of this podcast in a lot of ways. So you're listening to this on the Read It and Weep uh, feed. It'll feel like Read It and Weep season six. They have a new logo. That's, I think, a lot and, and a different, a slightly different vibe. It's going to be a little less about movies. Um, I don't want to tell you everything about it yet. We still have some, we have a lot of meetings. We're going to f- work out some kinks ahead of time instead of as it's going. But we'll see. You, there still will be, be kinks. kinks. Oh, yeah. Don't oh, worry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be kinky for sure. Yeah. But um, we're, we're calling it a new show largely for branding purposes but it'll be the four of us talking about stuff and i if you liked this you will continue to like it i believe um but hopefully also we'll drag in some new listeners by not having a 700 episode back catalog for you to listen to when you show up um and also there's a, there's a bunch of other things that i think will, will be improvements that i think will will be ho- hopefully popular with you and with with new listeners but it'll be in the same feed so if you like if you if you're here change nothing it'll just start showing up the colors will change whatever um but also it'll be available on a new website and a new show and we might say a new email address at the end of it but um a lot of similarities a lot of, a lot of it will feel like season six but hopefully it'll also feel like a sparkly new show that everybody will like yeah and we're, we're hoping that like that one i mean you know the the, the parts we like the most about this of like us hanging out and talking and, and mm-hmm. having a good time and and consuming good things uh that's that stays the same and then also that we'd be able to have a show that you would be able to, if you liked it, describe to a friend in one sentence and they would also yes. get it as opposed yes. to whatever we are now. 
where even when I would give you the weekly description of the show, it would take me several paragraphs mm. and I had all the time to practice. Um, yeah. So it, it'll be a, it'll be a simple concept and I think a fun concept. And also it'll be taking some inspiration from different pieces that you recognize from the show, including the master list, which Hunter brought us over from his other shows. And um, also it's got some reminiscence from the summer of fun from uh, a few seasons ago that Anthony and I did together. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of a, a lot of good stuff to come. I just wanted to give you guys that warning. We're going to be gone for a week or two, at least at least two, I would say, while we retool and uh, and do a bunch of work. And I'm going to be in the tech and production minds for the next two weeks. We work on that as well. Firmware doing, update, you know, yeah. uh, all yeah. those all those we have things. To update you know, my firmware. Yeah. Um. Also, we're going to do. Uh. I think we're going to do at least one test episode and then throw it away. That's our promise mm. to you: is that we will have worked out at least one of the kinks without you being there. Um, and we will want to include all of you who have listened to the show for a long time. So we'll also be like soliciting some early feedback from you as well. So, um, thank you guys for listening to Read and Weep for all of these years. And we're not even, we're, we're, we're going to keep Read and Weep branding as on hiatus in case we come up with a great new movie game or when Hunter finishes building his card game, we could play it together and promote it as Read and Weep. Uh, but we will, uh, yeah, we'll still be hanging out as friends and less about movies. All right. That's it. I'm excited about that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Let me play the music. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Read and Weep. For all of these years, if you have any feedback for us, send us an email podcast at read-weep.com. We would love to hear things that you're like, oh, please don't ever change that, and then we'll tell you how different it's going to be. We appreciate all the Meat Buddies supporting the show, and I especially appreciate my friends hanging out with me every week. Thanks for being here, Ezra Fox. Of course. Hunter, good talking yes. to you, buddy. And yes, Anthony, such a great time. Have a wonderful Tony 23, everybody. Enjoy, everybody enjoy 2023. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh.